0: Welcome to the Project Fitness Podcast for fitness professionals and fitness enthusiasts who want to be better at life. Fitness is the greatest investment of anyone's life. However, it's not easily obtained and anyone who says different is just plain wrong. Join award-winning personal trainer and strength conditioning coach Chris Fudge every Monday as he explores all aspects of fitness that can lead you to your optimal health. If you want to learn useful, practical how-tos of weight loss, exercise science, nutrition, or just how to optimize your time in the gym and life, this show is for you. Welcome to another episode of the Project Fitness Podcast. And today's how-to is how to modify your training when you're not 100%. Not feeling 100% can occur under different scenarios. So an example could be you're feeling sick, you're sleep deprived, or you're, maybe you're not recovered from your previous training session. And or it is possible that sometimes you can actually just be hungover. Saturday night's going pretty good, there's shenanigans happening, you get out of control, you find yourself having you know one too many of your favorite beers or your dad's nasty homemade wine. What do you do? Do you still work out or do you not? Well, let's take a look and see what the research and what some of my experience says. So let's go with sick, if you're feeling sick. Is it okay to train while being sick? When I was in my teens, I remember going to the gym and talking to an older man. And this guy won the the shortest Shorts contest, hands down, had the shortest Shorts in the gym. And once you get over that, he was actually a pretty nice dude to talk to. We talked a lot about training, and one time I told him that I wasn't in the gym the last few days because uh, I skipped it, I wasn't feeling good, I was sick. And he says to me, he says, like, don't bother, next time just sweat it out. So if you've been an active gym goer, you've probably heard this in the locker rooms at some point in time where everyone just says when you're sick, just go hit the sauna and sweat it out, it's good for you. So, you know, the next time that I wasn't feeling good, what do you think I did? Tried it out. So I remember going to the gym and I went to the sauna and I was feeling like really bad. I'm like, okay, I'm full blown sick. Um, I'm going to sweat this thing out so I can get back into my training. So I go to the gym, I go in the sauna and I say, I'm going to do this for one hour. And after about five minutes of being in there, what I noticed was I I was struggling to breathe. Like the air was thicker, it was just really hard for me to actually get any oxygen in. Maybe another five minutes later, I started noticing that I started to sweat like profusely. That's this pouring out of my body. Then I got this crazy headache, like this pounding came in, and and I was just like, I can't stay in here any longer. So maybe I lasted about 15 minutes, and then and then I got out. I left the sauna feeling worse than when I came in. Now I had a headache and I was dehydrated. I went home, went to bed. It didn't work. But why didn't it work? It should have worked, right? The research says it doesn't work. Let me explain why. The Mayo Clinic says you should only exercise if it's something as simple as a common cold. I had a fever, and they say that when you have a fever, you definitely don't go work out. So my situation, I had a fever, should not have been in the gym. The Mayo Clinic also discussed about exercising if symptoms are below the neck is not a good idea. So we're looking at like chest congestion, uh, upset stomach, aches or pains in the body, then you don't want to. If you have a minor cold and it's just above the neck and there's no fever associated with, they recommend that exercise is actually not a bad idea for you, um, it can open your airways, it can open your arteries and your veins a little bit more and increase a little bit of blood flow. So if you're congested, it might actually be beneficial for you. But they also do recommend reduce the intensity, reduce everything, reduce, 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 and listen to your body. Listen to your body only goes so far. <laughs> but you know, I think what they're saying is it's okay to exercise if you're minorly, minorly sick. And you're just reducing what you actually do now i went in that sauna and i was just sweating buckets now that's not something you want to do what happens when you're sweating a lot is you start to lose electrolytes you lose fluids and then all of a sudden you become dehydrated and when you're sick you actually want to be very hydrated there's a guy named joshua septimus he's a professor of the clinical medicine at the houston method research institute he says that the reason why this concept of sweating out a sickness or sweating out the common cold comes from this study in 2015 from the national academy of sciences involving mice reported that the strain of the cold which was called the rhinovirus thrived in temperatures below 98.6 degrees fahrenheit so the theory was that increasing your body temperature by being in saunas and stuff can can kill off the virus because the virus likes to actually be in cold temperatures He says that there's no actual evidence of that working on humans. The takeaway is that if you are sick, you can exercise as long as you don't have a fever, as long as it is uh, above the head, it's very minor, and you just have to manipulate and modify what you do in the gym. That's what the science says, and uh, practicality, do not go into that sauna for 15 minutes like I did. That's what practicality says, don't do it. Now, what about sleep? So if you're sleep deprived, does it actually affect your training the next day? Well, yeah, it actually does. So being sleep deprived does affect things like your immune system. When we sleep at night, our body produces cytokines and these help increase our ability to fight off infection and then reduce inflammation in the body, especially when we're under stress. So when we're sleep deprived, we're not getting a good night's rest. Our body's ability to produce these cytokines is reduced. So all of a sudden, let's say you're sleep deprived, your immune system gets beat up. If you're sleep deprived, you're supposed to be clearing out inflammation in the body from Workouts are just day-to-day stress, that's not going to happen. What also happens when you're sleep-deprived? Well, your ability to retain and consolidate memories is reduced. So if you are an athlete and you, you go to the gym for training, you got practice and stuff, and you're sleep-deprived, but you're learning new skills and you're learning a new technique, and then all of a sudden you want to try to memorize that and you're not getting adequate sleep, your ability to recall that information is going to be compromised that's going to negatively affect your next workout. Sleep is also important for cognitive processing. There was a Stanford study of men's basketball players and what they did was they purposely extended their sleep for 10 hours a night for several nights. They test different skills. What they found was the athletes ran faster in both half court and full court sprints. Their shooting improved by 9%, 8% at the free throw line and 8% at the three point shots. They just tested were they actually better by sleeping more compared to not and the answer was yes they are. When you're sleep deprived it's going to affect your next workout. So what can you do? Well the first thing you can do is check out episode 21 that I did called how to sleep naked and then check out episode 17 how to maximize your sleep because you need to get that sleep in to be better in the gym but right now what you can do let's say you're listening to this and you're exhausted and you're gonna go to the gym after work so a small thing that you can do if you have the option is when you get to the gym park your vehicle pop your seat back set a timer for 10 minutes close your eyes Something as simple as 10 minutes can give you a quick recharge for your brain, which can then can affect the rest of your body. You don't want to go and have a full blown nap, but it's just going to give you a little bit of a boost before you go into the gym. So I've done it before, anyone who knows me might actually catch me sleeping in my Jeep in the parking lot. It's very healthy to take tiny naps throughout the day, such as 10 minutes or less. Once you get in the 30 minute mark, then there's going to be a negative side effect on your circadian rhythm later in the day. So if you're sleep deprived and you still want to go to the gym and work out, you know, take 10 minutes away from your workout to actually just get a quick little cat nap and then go in and train. Now what about if you're not recovered? So let's say you have a crazy training session on Monday. And it's way harder than your previous Mondays, and then you're going to go to the gym on Tuesday and do your normal thing on Tuesday, but you're just not recovered. You're absolutely wrecked. Do you skip the gym, or do you still go into the gym? Well, the answer to this question is, it depends. It depends on what you're training for. So if you are an athlete and you are training for a sports specificity, let's use an example of power lifters, and you've got a day one, day two protocol. What you want to do on day two if you're wrecked from day one is if, if you're using similar muscles and you have the option to actually change the workout to do say day three which is opposite muscles then do that so switch your training program so let's say you do a whole bunch of squatting on day one your legs are really wrecked and then day two would normally have some deadlifting in there well similar muscle groups but your day three is a lot of upper body work switch it have your your day three become your day two, and then your day two become your day three. So you're not using the same muscle groups. That's one simple thing you can do that will allow you to not be so wrecked and still able to get a workout in. The other thing you could do is when you go to workout, don't change the workout, change the volume. Let's say for example, you're going to go and do, you know, five exercises at four sets each of 12 to 15 repetitions, and you want to use X amount of weight. Do the same weight. Do the same amount of reps, reduce the sets. So instead of four sets, just do two sets. Because you're not recovered from the previous workout, applying a high amount of volume on the body will only elicit more breakdown of tissue, but yet you haven't repaired itself yet. So you can still get some benefits, especially mental benefits from going to the gym, but you're not gonna get any physical benefits by beating yourself up even more. So reduce the total volume, not the intensity. Now, what if you get crazy on the weekend? It's Saturday night, things get out of hand, you got a big training day on Sunday. Do you just push Sunday back to Monday or do you modify Sunday? Well, you can do either. Let me give you an example. It is very common for me to compete in two to four powerlifting meets a year, depending on what's going on in the year. I don't like to miss my summer socials. I still like to be part of them. I like to hang out with friends. I like to do the thing. I will look at my training program on the sunday before i go to my social on the saturday and that'll be a determining factor on how much i want to socialize on that saturday and if my sunday workout is relatively challenging we'll say medium to high intensity and i want to have a good time on saturday night what i will purposely do is i will still do the workout on sunday i will push it back I'll push it back to the evenings. So let's say I normally train Sunday morning. I would just push it back to like 4, or 5 or 6 p.m. That gives me additional 10 hours to recover before I go to the training session. I won't change the weights. I will continue with the weights that are actually prescribed. And it's kind of a way of like self punishing. <laughs> but uh, I tough it out and I get it done. And throughout the day, I'm increasing my hydration levels higher than normal. And I'm making sure that my my food intake is, is high as well. And possibly I might even take a little cat nap. Meow, and do that before I go into train. Now let's say for example on the Sunday I hit a real high intense training session. This is one where I need to get a few people to be with me. And they got to you know, spot me because it could, could go really bad. I could get really hurt. I will not do that workout. What I will do instead is I will push that workout back one day. Or... I will actually modify that workout and reduce it because sometimes it, you don't want to take that risk where you could get hurt just because you're hung over. The juice ain't worth the squeeze. Neurologically you will not be as good the day after a night of socializing. Your nervous system drives your muscles and your muscles tell your bones to move and when everybody works together you lift heavy weights. If you're hungover, that's going to be compromised, so if you're trying to lift heavy, you can't do that. you got to make an adjustment somewhere. If you do general fitness, and you want to then work out on the Sunday, so you're not doing like uh, super heavy lifting, um, or you're doing just aerobic work, endurance work, you can still train when you're hungover, but your performance will be affected. So just go in with the mindset knowing that you, you just have to do less. So if every Sunday you go into a 90 minute class at the gym and you do a little bit of weights and you're there for two hours and you want to socialize on a Saturday, then just go in for 45 minutes the next day, reduce everything by half, but still get a workout in. It's going to be beneficial for your body rather than not working out, but you just don't want to put yourself in a scenario where you could injure yourself because when you're injured, you're just not training at all. Just to recap on our top three things here of how to modify your training when you're not 100%. If you're sick, we just know when you can train versus when you cannot train, got a fever, you're not in the gym. Don't hit the sauna and try to sweat it out. When you sleep, that is when you're actually going to build your immune system a lot better. So make sure to get your sleep if you're feeling a little bit sick. If you're sleep deprived, my go-to is that cat nap. Always take the cat nap. And then the last one, if you're not recovered from your previous training session, make sure to modify the volume not so much the intensity the next day but definitely the volume by reducing that by about half and then lastly if you're hung over and you still want to go and train you can do it just make sure you pick the right workout for the hangover day oh and don't forget about those cat naps never stop learning because life never stops teaching if you've learned at least one thing from this podcast and your mission is to help other people please share this podcast with them and a reminder we will be releasing one episode every Monday for the entire year. So make sure to hit subscribe so you get the updated information as soon as possible. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. And thank you so much for allowing me to be part of it.